Progressive presents an interview with your upstairs neighbor. Hey, it's Rick from upstairs. Yeah, I take it seriously. When I play R&B at one in the morning, that's me saying, hey, I'm here for you. And I enjoy repetitive bass lines. I only use expired batteries in my smoke detectors. Nice, right? Yeah, upstairs neighbors help people forget their troubles. Give them something else to focus on. Ooh, want to see how high I can jump? Progressive can't save you from your upstairs neighbor. No, wait, let me try again. But we can save you money when you bundle renters and auto insurance with us. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Welcome back, folks, to Bits the Podium. At last, after what feels like an eternity, we are back with the race weekend with the Russian GP in Sochi. First time in ages, in fact, that multiple thousands of fans will be allowed into the circuit. That's something we must speak about later on. But firstly, Kunal, let's build it up. Something really big is coming on Pits the Podium. I'm buzzing. I've literally got goosebumps all over me. What's, the, what's it all about? Well, there is a lovely Grand Prix prediction league that we've started. Uh, basically, you guys can engage with us and predict who, uh, you know, who your winners or losers of the weekend would be. There are lots of details uh, you know, on our Instagram channel and on Twitter. So go ahead, uh, engage with those posts and you guys can actually win F1 themed caricatures. And I've seen them in action. I've seen them being developed and they look stunning. And they're mind-blowing. And in fact, another thing is that we can also feature in our post-season review video. That is for the top three. And it's very easy. Nothing to do as if you have to log out to F1 Fantasy or do all that nonsense. Very simple. Communicate through us on Instagram. We've got a very three or four-step policy of how to go ahead with it. And it's all through the comment section or the replies on Twitter. Top right and corner. That is where our social handles are. And also in the description Take part. I'm sure you'll love it. I'm sure we'll be able to go ahead and build a very big community of all your Formula One fans. I can't wait for it. And I know you can't wait to take part as well. But okay, prediction competition aside, that's, that's, some, that's one thing making me very excited. The other thing that's making me very excited is that Formula One is back. Now, it's not really come back to the best of circuits, I, I can imagine. But still, it's something. It is, you know. <laughs> It's going to be such an antithesis uh, from uh, Mugello because Mugello was, you know, old school yeah. uh, gravel traps. Uh, and, you know, we, we had high speed corners and fast and flowy corners. But Russia is going to be more like uh. the street circuit as we know it. You know, low to medium speed corners at best. Lots of right handed, uh, you know, corners. So for those who love geometry, will love the layout of the circuit that's there. Uh, of course, we, we come with a lot of hope and a lot of, uh, a lot of expectations because the two races in Italy really, really were entertaining. And here's hoping that the Russian Grand Prix at Sochi can also entertain. But Samuel, more than anything else, this is the closest Formula One and motorsport can get to the Olympics. Yes, yes. I know that the, the FIA and the World Motorsport Council are trying to get motorsport you know, uh, you, know, you know, a branch of the Olympics at some point. But at this moment, this is the closest we can all get to the Olympics. Exactly. No, Japanese GP this time as well. So we don't really go close to Tokyo. Instead, we've got a circuit where, where we actually had the Olympics, what, six odd years ago. It's been a while since the last Sochi Winter Olympics. Lovely, lovely games, those. But on the whole, uh, what a 
I'm, I'm trying very hard not to use that word. Let's say a rather tasteless circuit. But what, what, this is exactly what happens when you take your ruler and you say, okay, it's a nice 90 degree angle here. So you take your ruler and a protractor, 90, 90, 90. Oh, then the big D. Okay, I'll make something like that, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden you end up with something that nobody in the world likes. Still, we, we'll give it some credit. We've seen Mercedes do very well over here. And I think that has to be the first talking point in picture because when we initially came to Sochi, I remember they were hyping up videos of Sebastian Vettel previewing the track. And 2014 was the year when Sebastian Vettel was four-time world champion coming in. Red Bull were not really strong, but we thought, okay, something could happen here. But let's call it the Mercedes Union, actually. That's what this place has been all about. They've won every single time. And let's say they've dominated here, haven't really faced any competition at all. You, they haven't. And, you know, that's the one thing that we'll all look forward to that. How, just how many more seconds ahead can Mercedes finish <laughs> off the competition? But, you know, if that's what is sort of boring you guys already, I know Samil and I don't get bored with this. We still yeah. watch it with as much intent, but the midfield. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm telling you, Samil, the one thing to look forward to is going to be Botas versus Lewis Hamilton. We've seen Valtteri Bottas, uh, you know, he's not won a race since the opening round of the season. You know, Lewis has literally been on a rampage winning as many races yeah. as he can. But Russia has shown before that Valtteri, you know, it's, this is one of his stronger circuits. We've seen that the gap between the two drivers is less than a tenth in qualifying. So it can literally go either way, here and there. Uh, so I'm really rooting for Bottas versus Hamilton battle in qualifying. The, the other stat that I wrote, and, you know, there's, there's an ex- extensive post on Pits to Podium, uh, which Nityanand and, you know, Sundaram have written, that Lewis Hamilton hasn't been on pole since 2014. Now, isn't that the most hmm. shocking stat for the race that's coming up? It is. It's interesting. It's interesting. It shows that Lewis Hamilton hasn't really been able to get it clicked here in qualifying on the circuit. But boy, when he comes to the race, this man is something else. Also, big shout out to our stats review post. Check it out on the website. It's awesome. Generally, not promoting it just because it's our brand. If it would be some, someone else as well, I would say the same. But coming back to Mercedes, it's a big weekend for Valtteri Bottas. Interestingly enough, I think only it was, I think a couple of rounds ago when Valtteri Bottas actually passed Max Verstappen in the championship. Can you believe it? Around halfway in, and Bottas, who was supposed to be the only contender for Lewis Hamilton, wasn't even in second place. That's the kind of year he's been having. But to his credit, he's been superb in qualifying. Just that extra hundredth of a second. And you can't really split it up, can you? What do you do to get that extra one hundredth of a second? So I think for him to win, it has to be something at the start, doesn't it? It has to be something at the start, or he could be hoping that, you know, with Netflix uh, ah. <laughs> recording Lewis's potential 91st win, he would be hoping that if there is a Netflix curse whatsoever, and we've seen that it has been so for Red Bull, for Ferrari, and for Mercedes in the past, he would hope that the Netflix curse is only on the Lewis Hamilton side of the garage. And, you know, another interesting thing, you know, the, the, the fun that we have at Valtteri time and again, which is... Valtteri, it's James, James. Oh. actually happened at this circuit. So he would yeah. definitely want to, you know, erase all possible, uh, you know, memories of, of those, uh, of those uh, days, you know, of his Mercedes career. I was angry that day. 
2018 Russian Grand Prix, I was an angry man. I've written a whole column about why team orders in Formula One should exist, but shouldn't exist. It's something more like the gentleman's kind of spirit like you have in cricket. Something quite like that. Spirit of the game, that's the exact word I'm looking for. But I hope Bottas delivers this time out because that one just left me with a big, big hole in my heart saying, oh man, this is just a bad sign for the years to come. But let's hope he does well. Let's hope Bottas is able to mount a challenge. Who knows, the last time Netflix were with Lewis Hamilton, something or the other happened, something rather special. We'll let you find which race that one was. But <laughs> the, the next big thing, Kunal, that we have to come to is the fans. Because Sochi, for the first time now in 2020, it must seem like something rather outrageous. But Russia has got 30,000 fans coming in to watch this race. That's half the capacity of the circuit normally. And apparently, all the tickets are sold. Now... On one side, you love to see the sport and the world is coming back to normal with sporting events being filled out. But I don't know, is it a bit too soon? Is it a bit too early? Or can this become something like a hotspot, I'm assuming? Because even Will Buxton now, even he's tested positive for the virus. And I know there's, there's going to be a big shield between the members of the paddock and the fans. But still, it's something slightly worrying, isn't it? It It is worrying. And maybe this is a way of the Russian Federation to showcase that, hey, we're uh, immune or maybe, you know, of course, everyone is now trying to come out of the vaccine. Yeah. So maybe it's one of those ways to say that we, our vaccine is probably working or at least the steps taken towards, you know, uh, you know, towards sort of stopping the spread of the infection, but trying not to go political or med- medical and political yeah. at the same time. I think the only fan that I'm excited to see or other two fans that I'm excited to see, uh, at, you know, at this weekend is uh, a very old fan of Formula One by the name of Bernie Eccleston. Oh, you know, yes. it'll be great to see if he is going to be attending the race. Uh, in, in, you know, in the, in the last couple of months, he made statements that he, he's busy with his newborn son. We know he had a son at the age of 89. Another one. Another, <laughs> yes. So he, he, he's, he's busy with his son. So we don't know if he's going to attend. And if he does or doesn't attend, does this impact his best friend, Vladimir Putin, from attending? Oh, Bernie. Oh, how do you get it done, my man? <laughs> that's, something we, that's something for another day. How, how can you actually get a child at 89 years old? That's, that's Bernie Eccleston for you. He's a very strong-willed man. Let's call it that way. But yeah, it's a big statement for the Russian Federation uh, to show that they can host the race with fans coming in. We had... Uh, 3,000 fans actually with day passes at Mugello last time up. 30,000 is a big jump. Obviously, let's let's hope to see how that plays out. But coming back to the action on track, this was all off the track, some more marketing related, more PR statements that people want to show. But on the track, there is a rather entertaining battle brewing up because we know that, okay, Red Bull, yeah, perhaps they won't be able to challenge Mercedes. But I have a feeling that McLaren and Renault could be very well in contention for the top midfield honours. And that's a good, uh, what you can say, that's a good tip if you're predicting in the pitch to point prediction competition because these two guys, this circuit suits them big time. It does, you know, but Samuel, I'm going to predict the other way. I'm going to predict that it's going to be racing point oh, who'll get best to the rest. I'm going to predict that it's, you know, if there's anyone who has a chance for the podium, it's uh, Sergio Perez. I'm predicting oh, yeah. he's going to be the 10th driver this season to stand on, on the podium, you know, but uh, I think it's, it's a, it's going to be the most difficult prediction, the best of the rest. I know you get points to predict that in our Grumpy prediction league. 
but uh, interesting times because of the whole Perez Fettel Aston Martin issue that we are saying i know Perez just made a statement saying you know that racing point are already beginning to hide things from him mm. uh, so one doesn't know how that's going to shape up okay uh, in, in talking of mclaren lando norris uh, has had six consecutive uh, race finishes in the points this is again thanks to the stats review that we've had on pits2podium.com and as for renault it's not been the most favorable circuit yet but you know in the last triple header uh, they had two fourth place finishes yeah. which again is is brilliant momentum uh, hopefully for them to to take forward it is it's it's very good for renault initially we were all uh, lamenting them or criticizing them really for not really getting the best out of their car and saying yeah it's been so long you've had a manufacturer effort in formula 1 where is your world title where is it to show for but they've been making gains they've been doing a good job and those fourth place results are good momentum who knows maybe that momentum can be carried on by another young driver 40 year old young driver trying to test in the young drivers test in Abu Dhabi later on but can all performance wise who do you think is going to have the edge here i mean you mentioned racing point but what is it about them that makes you feel that okay this is going to be their weekend here at sochi I think we all know it's the pink Mercedes that you know we yeah. we we keep mocking at them but overall it just seems that this design philosophy or approach they've taken just allows them to extract that much more from the car you know typically I remember since my days at Force India we already would know which circuits would be favorable and which ones wouldn't uh, we've seen that with the pink Mercedes designed philosophy Uh, a lot more circuits are favorable favorable towards the racing point team uh you know so that's that's one of the reasons why i would sort of go backing them to go and get the best of the rest uh, you know uh, title or best of the rest position at uh, sochi but they've not really been able to get it on 100% have they because they said i think a few members of the technical team said that okay we've got the concept in it's very similar to the mercedes car but it's not just as simple as copying the design and going ahead you truly it, it, absolutely i mean apparently at least that's what i read from the quotes and everything they weren't able to fully dial the setup in and they've been improving for sure racing when have been making gains but are they there yet because they've got the car for that but as we just mentioned it's not just about copying a car and going on ahead there are so many changes that you can made make and tinker with every single car that the performance can just go one way or the other with that Yeah well I think you hit the nail right on the head when you said that they need to dial in the setup they need to dial in the car they are you know again it's a new philosophy that they are understanding and getting more insights on so yeah. I think progressively they will get quicker and that's what we've seen that in the last couple of races suddenly they're they're more in contention I remember a few episodes ago we actually called them the the the, the most high profile underachievers of 2020 <laughs> yeah. because uh, you know uh, one was expecting that they would take the fight to red bull but here they've sort of you know ended up just still being in the midfield battle fight that's there so let's let's see you know how that goes but i'm i'm still very hopeful that red bull are able to challenge mercedes and i'm going to sort of lay out a couple of reasons why why i i believe that so like we said you know the circuit characteristics are fairly uh, different to mugello you know uh but also the 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 surface is one of the smoother surfaces of all the all the circuits on the calendar and that usually sort of uh, gets a little tricky and tire management is key uh you know s- sector 1 and sector 2 is usually very medium speed corners 
and sector three is down to very low speed, you know, right angled corners yep. as, as we call them. So I somewhere expect that, uh, you know, Red Bull will try and do all they can to put Mercedes under pressure to use up their tires faster. And uh, again, one of the first sets coming up for this Grand Prix weekend is that Pirelli are bringing their C5 or the softest compound uh, to this race. Uh, this compound has never really featured uh, in, in 2020, at least. Yeah. So it's going to be another interesting ingredient when it you know, sort of comes to extracting pace, tire management, and maybe even opening up a few different uh, strategy varieties for race day. Now, Kunal, I have a question for on behalf of all the viewers. Ambient temperature. We know that track temperature has a huge impact on the way the tires wear out and the way they progress. It's going to be around 28 degrees Celsius while the race goes on. That's what the predicted weather is. Slightly warmer on the warmer side, at least by European standards. And Mercedes normally have had issues with cooling the car. Now, this is something we saw big time last year. We saw that in Monza as well, when Lewis Hamilton was coming back from the field. Now, they're not going to struggle in that department. They're not going to be sitting behind 20, 15-odd cars struggling to go past. That's not going to happen. Uh, the chances of that are very, very rare, as the man who actually bet on Pierre Gasly, Carlos Sainz and Lance Stroll on the podium would know about that. But uh, on the whole, how would that impact Mercedes? Because traditionally, they've been struggling with cooling. This is a slightly warmer track. You mentioned smoother surfaces. Is there just a little bit to worry about or am I just speaking in Dota Wolf's language? Uh, you know, we'll, we'll know, we'll know all about it on Friday when they run through to practice. I think there's always a bit of concern, you know, uh, given that what happened at the British Grand Prix was only mm. a few races ago. Uh, temperature, tires, you know, tire surface, sorry, uh, circuit uh, surfaces and so on. Uh, Sochi is also very, uh, very, sorry, what I meant was that the rear tires light up far faster in mm. Sochi than in, in, you know, at the other circuits, so to say. So at the end of the day, that's the only hope we all have as fans, that there is some bit of pressure that falls onto Mercedes to sort of, uh, uh, you know, manage their performance. But, you know, like we started the the episode saying that Mercedes have dominated here. So they yeah. probably know all the tricks of the trade they need to know to sort of go and put, on, put out another dominating show out there. Before we go to the lower midfield, what are your thoughts on Red Bull here? Uh, do you reckon Albon can come up with something special? Of course, he got his first podium in the last race. What about Max Verstappen? Where do you think they'll be around? I think they're just going to be in a league of their own of sorts. I think they'll be in a league of their own. They'll be too quick for the, the midfield, but they'll not be as quick enough for Mercedes, at least one of the Red Bull racing cars, I would say. Uh, talking of Albin, let's hope that, you know, with the pressure of the podium off his shoulders, he's able to stick it closer to Max Verstappen because that's eventually one of his key performance criteria that everyone's hoping for. And talking of Max Verstappen, let's remember he's not been on the podium for the last two races. He's suffered yeah. from retirements. So I'm sure he's itching to get back onto the podium and, uh, you know, get back to at least trying to challenge the Mercedes cars. And that's where I think they'll be. So if I were, you know, or not if I were, for the Grand Prix Prediction League, uh, you get bonus points if you get the podium trial prediction correctly. And I'm definitely predicting for the two Mercedes drivers followed by Max Verstappen. Verstappen had a bit of a tricky week on the simulator lately. But uh, over here on the track, well, he's, he's the man, isn't he? And you can surely bet on him to be driver number three, if not number two, over here at Sochi. But the last thing that we can actually come to is 
the lower midfield. We've got Alfa Romeo, Alfa Tauri. Sadly, now we have to put them back in the lower midfield after the debacle of Mugello. Then we've got, uh, who else have we got? We've got Haas and Williams too. Now, George Russell said recently that uh, Spa and Monza are going to be bad circuits for Williams, as they were in the end. And he said that perhaps we could have a better run of fortune from Sochi because they've apparently found a little bit more downforce on the car. Do you see something coming for Williams? And what, what about Danny Boy, Danny Kefir? He's actually the, the home, home race driver here. We forgot to mention that. Danny Kvyat, I'm, I'm hoping he's able to deliver performances. You know, Alpha Tauri are just 13 points away from Ferrari in the Constructors' Championship. Oh. Okay. They have scored points in eight out of the nine races this season. And, of course, just once have they scored double points. Okay. And, you know, the whole momentum is towards Pierre Gasly. Uh, I'm hoping that, you know, Danny Kvyat is able to use his home Grand Prix to sort of pull in a really strong performance. As for Williams, uh, I think George Russell in Q2, again, that would be fantastic for them. You know, it's one of the standard uh, performance metrics that, you know, Williams, uh, Mercedes and uh, George Russell would have for George Russell himself. And, uh, you know, that said, uh, it's, it's going to be a tough race overall when it comes to race day for the lower midfield. I really hope Kimi Raikkonen doesn't end up being 20th and dead last. And Kunal, finally, one last question that we had in mind. If you are a midfield driver, what is your key to success in Sochi? What do you do to get it right here? Well, I'm hoping I don't say tire management because, you know, that's what uh, typically getting a good lap in qualifying has been. Uh, You know, the DRS effect is really, really strong. So they will be overtaking opportunities. Uh, So, you know, it's not necessary that the the position I qualify in is the position that I could probably end up finishing the race in. In fact, uh, you know, pole as we've seen ends up pretty much losing, uh, yeah. losing, uh, losing uh, position, pretty much on the first lap of the race itself. So I think the only thing is going to be to try and keep the first lap clean. You know, uh, there are lots of uh, lines going through turn three, as we know. Uh, you know, we 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 saw Kvyat and uh, Fettel, you know, Formula Ones overplaying their crash from uh, 2015, yeah. wasn't it? Or yeah, 2016. 16, yeah. yeah. And uh, so just keeping it clean and waiting for all the overtaking opportunities would be my key to success and really keeping my fingers crossed that there actually are a variety of tire strategies my team could, you know, rely on to help me gain more positions. Let's hope for the same. Cue up the hard pass. Formula One finally comes back to Russia. Fingers crossed for a good race. And the winner, of course, also gets some good old vodka. So that's another thing to play out for. But once again, folks, thank you so much for watching Pits to Podium, as always. Pleasure having you here. Uh, I know we've said this multiple times, but in case you've forgotten, I know you haven't. The video is almost done. Prediction competition on Pits to Podium social handles. The, the links are down in the description. I know you'll enjoy playing it. So join us in. should be a fun one. Until then, folks, we shall see you on Sunday night for the post-race debrief. And till then, bye-bye and good night. Thank you so much, Kunal. Thanks, Amil. See you guys. Bye-bye. I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. 
Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app.